Hi friends, welcome to Bite Me, the show about edibles, where I help you take control of your high life. I'm your host Marge, and I just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. These episodes come out every Thursday at 8am Eastern Standard Time. That's where you'll find me. And I'm just really glad you're here. So this week, we're going to be talking about microdosing. I'm sure you've heard this term, microdosing, before. It's becoming a little more mainstream. Usually it's in conjunction with psychedelics, but that's going to be the topic of today's episode. But before we get into that, I just want to update you on a few things. First of all, I have been going through all of my edibles. The great thing about making your own edibles, of course, is that you have you, you have a stock. Usually you have a stock of edibles. And I did for a bit there. I was making all these edibles. It was pretty great. I had caramels. I had almond butter, fat bombs, cookies in those stay fresh packages. And it was wonderful because I could come home after a long day at work or whatever. And I'd have one ready to go. Sometimes I'd even bring a little container or something with me or a cookie in its stay fresh package. I have it in my bag so I could eat one while I was still out knowing that I'd be heading home to relaxation and bliss. But fuck, if, I aren't, if I'm not running out, I'm running out. So I first ran out of caramels because they were so delicious. I was eating caramels exclusively. They were so good. Yeah, so that's the bad thing about edibles is you start to run out. You have to keep making them, which really isn't a terrible thing. I'm always puttering around in my kitchen and doing stuff like that. So making more isn't a huge deal. But I'm getting to the point now where the stock is getting low. I think I have one cookie left and a few fat bombs left in the freezer and a little bit of almond butter. But the almond butter is in a cupboard and I keep forgetting about it. So, But the caramels were so good and I feel like they seemed to get me pretty high. There was a couple times I had some moments where like, whoa, I think I'm too high. Which is a bit of an uncomfortable feeling. It didn't really last. I'm pretty experienced at this point when it comes to the edibles. But it's always a good reminder that dosing is important and that even the most experienced lovers of edibles who are eating them regularly and for a long time can still have that uncomfortable feeling of getting too high if they've taken too much. Well, with the caramels, I was thinking maybe it was the high sugar content that was, if it was getting me higher, faster, But I intrinsically know that that's not true. Yes, there's a lot of sugar in it, but it's really the fat that helps your body absorb the goodness that is in them. And there was there was coconut oil and heavy cream in those. And really, I think when it comes down to if I'm being honest with myself, is that I was just eating a lot of them because they were so damn good. And I know in the recipe, when I made it, it called for cutting them into size but some of them I think ended up a little bigger than others then I calculated how potent they were but then I'd eat a whole ton of them thinking like oh I've only you know I'm only at 10 milligrams or something like that when in reality it was probably a lot higher so I went through all those so I really got to get back on making some new edibles because really the last edibles I made were the infused bath bombs which were lovely but don't really have that same end goal of of deeper relaxation like I'm looking for. So I got to get back on that. And I have some a few ideas of what I'm going to be making next. However, we won't get into that this week. In other news, not a big surprise to most of you listening to this, but this is not my full-time job, this podcast. As much as I would love to turn it into my full-time job, I'm just not there yet. And I currently work at a vegan restaurant, 
a vegan gluten-free restaurant. I'm personally not vegan, but I do try and eat healthy and they have excellent food. It's fantastic. But it was sort of never really my life goal to be working in a kitchen. As much as I've learned a lot from working there and that transfers directly over to making edibles in my own kitchen. I do enjoy making vegan edibles because I find that when you're giving them to friends and family, you don't have to worry about food preferences or anything when you're giving someone a vegan gluten-free cookie. There's no one who's going to be like, well, actually, there probably still could be, but the odds are a lot less, a lot lower that you're going to run into somebody who says, I can't eat that because of XYZ ingredient. So I have learned a lot but it's time for me to move on from that. And I had applied for a job a while ago. And this was a long time coming. It took them a while to get their shit together and really wasn't through any fault of their own. I'm sure they would have been open months ago if they could have been. But I'm going to be working at a legal weed dispensary in my, in my city. And I'm pretty damn excited about it. I'm going to be selling legal weed. I'm going to be a bud tender. It seems really weird, but it's super interesting be, just because I'm going to be working in the legal cannabis industry sort of at the forefront as this industry emerges. And what I'm hoping is I'm going to be learning a lot that I'm going to be able to transfer over into my own kitchen as far as the edibles component goes, even learning more about weed generally. And of course, that's going to benefit all of you guys who are listening too. So I'm super excited about it. The store hasn't actually opened yet. They're hopefully getting their approval soon. I think I'm going to be starting next week. I have to do some online training first and do do some things on my end before we have our first orientation. I have not met any other staff yet. I don't know if I get a discount. It's crossed my mind. I don't know what kind of hours I'll be working. I don't know anything yet. But I've met some of the management. They seem super chill. It's not at all like the stuffy corporate... Um, feel that I thought it was going to be at least from my meeting with them recently so I'm super excited because I'm going to be at the front line of some of the changes with regards specifically to edibles I've mentioned this before in the podcast but in Canada right now the max amount of THC you can have in legal edibles is 10 milligrams per package and I'm not necessarily against having lower dose edibles on the market I think it's not a terrible idea, but for somebody who consumes a little bit more than that, and I prefer a higher edible for my own personal consumption, it gets pricey to buy edibles in that manner. It would be nice to be able to buy a package of gummies where each gummy was 10 milligrams instead of the whole package being 10 milligrams, if that makes sense. And that way, if somebody chooses they want to eat three gummies, then that's great. Go ahead. But when, when you have to buy three packages, it starts to get really expensive. But I can see that this is going to be changing over time just because I'm sure consumer demand is going to change. And if they want to compete with the gray market, as we like to call it, if they want to compete with the gray market, they're probably going to have to make some changes down the road and see how consumer demand changes and how people are buying their legal edibles and that kind of thing. So it'll be pretty interesting to be at the forefront of this emerging edibles industry in Canada. And the, of course, the other interesting thing, I was on Instagram the other day and I I saw an edible. It was actually a beverage. And I f- I'm trying to remember if it was an alcoholic beverage or not, but it was infused with 10 milligrams of THC. And I was like, I want to try that. And it's interesting because I find when it comes to beverages, they do, I think because of the way they're processed in the body, they do tend to hit you faster. 
And so mixing that with alcohol or even a non-alcoholic beverage is a pretty interesting thing to have on the market. 10 milligrams, as far as that goes, is probably a safe bet, especially if it's alcoholic, because people tend to drink more than one. And it'll be pretty easy to consume too much in in that regard. So I'm pretty interested to see too where the legal beverages market goes as far as edibles is concerned as well. So super excited. I'll be keeping you guys posted on that. It's kind of crazy. So this is the first legal dispensary in my town, in my city. And before that, you pretty much had to drive at least an hour away, unless you're accessing, of course, the gray market or the black market or whatever, which there's options everywhere as far as that goes. But for folks who are like getting into cannabis, who are trying something new, or who just don't want to drive or just don't want to deal with the the hassle possibly of getting pulled over with something, not that that really happens, but really, honestly, it's the accessibility of having of having something close in, in our downtown core where you can just walk in and buy some stuff. I mean, how convenient is that? The nearest option, like I said, is about an hour's drive away. If you don't have a car, if you don't want to spend two hours driving, that sort of thing, it's not necessarily that easy to to access. So this is going to be great. It's going to serve the community really well, I think. And I'm, and I'm, I'm really interested. I'm very excited to be part of all of that. So woohoo, excited. Yay, me. That's, uh, that's the news on that front, but don't worry. I'm still going to be putting out this podcast again, every Thursday, 8 a.m. Eastern standard time for your listening pleasure. Now, microdosing. Microdosing is an interesting topic because like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, usually if if you've heard microdosing, you've probably heard it in terms of microdosing psilocybin or LSD, maybe even ketamine, and they're using it for a lot of different purposes. I've tried microdosing with, with psilocybin myself with varying degrees of efficacy, I think. Sometimes I feel like it's not nearly as efficacious. Now, I've never tried LSD. Maybe that would be more effective as far as focus and concentration goes because that's how a lot of time, that's how people are using it for focus and concentration. And I just personally have found that I can get better results with other things. And sometimes I feel like mushrooms is a tricky one to microdose. It might be easier to do with LSD. I don't really have access to that. I haven't really bothered either. So there's that as well. But the interesting thing about microdosing cannabis is it is starting to get a little more mainstream. As more and, pe- more and more people enter into the legal market and it becomes more people are more interested in discovering how cannabis can benefit them. There's lots of people out there who are thinking, maybe I want to start super low with just a sub-perceptual dose of cannabis instead of the dose it's going to get them high or inebriated which might affect their ability to work deal with their kids deal with emails edit a podcast I've had personal experience with that where I've gotten really high and then I've been trying to edit this podcast and have found I had to walk away from it because it just wasn't it just I just wasn't in the right headspace to be doing that kind of work but perhaps microdosing might have been a better option. It just happened to, I, uh, it snuck up on me that couple of times that that happened. Anyway, I digress. The reason people are looking into microdosing cannabis is because it can really help with your mood. 
emo has emotional effects. It can boost creativity and focus. It can lessen anxiety. Some people find it effective for dealing with chronic pain, stress, ADHD, inflammation, indigestion. I mean, the list goes on and on. And of course, these are a lot of the reasons that people are turning to cannabis, generally speaking, anyway, for a lot of those things. Maybe not necessarily the well, I mean, obviously cannabis affects every person differently. So, you know, maybe you're not taking larger amounts of cannabis for the focus and creativity. Anyway, people use cannabis for all kinds of different reasons. But you might find that a lower dose, a smaller dose, that sub-perceptual dose might be better for the, for the focus, creativity, for reducing anxiety, those kinds of things. And if you're making edibles anyway, and you're figuring out the dose of the dose per serving of the edibles that you're creating, you why not experiment with using these sub-perceptual doses. So if you know that your your typical dose is say 30 milligrams and that's sort of where you like to be for a relaxing high at the end of the night, you could experiment with maybe taking five milligrams and see if that does help you with lessening anxiety, with improving your mood and your emotional well-being with using it before a workout or a yoga class or or some creative project that you're pursuing. The interesting thing that they found is that, and this is in mouse studies, but I found this online, in mouse studies, low doses of THC can reverse age-related memory loss, which is very interesting because, of, of course, the common idea about cannabis is that it affects your memory, especially short-term memory. And this is saying kind of the opposite, but of course they're talking low doses. Because cannabis is so safe to use, you can microdose numerous times over the course of the day. There's never been any reason why you can't use cannabis regularly. It doesn't really have that, any of the side effects that you might associate with perhaps using other forms of pharmaceuticals, over-the-counter stuff, or even psilocybin or or LSD microdosing, although those are regarded as pretty safe as well. And I guess one of the questions people might ask is, how is it that cannabis can treat so many things, which would make microdosing such an attractive option for some folks? Well, of course, you've heard of the endocannabinoid system in the body and in the brain, and it interacts with the plant, the phytocannabinoids in the plant to create balance in the body this feeling of homeostasis. So all the systems are working together as they should. Our bodies were actually designed to ingest cannabis. And I feel like taking these micro doses of cannabis can help create that sense of balance and well-being in your body. I think it's something I'm going to be playing around with, especially before recording podcasts or other creative tasks that I have to do. Probably not going to be doing that before a day at work. Um, not really sure how they'd feel about that. But of course, if you're taking a sub-perceptual dose, people aren't going to notice that you're high. If I've eaten a cookie in the evening or one of my fat bombs or something like that, over time, people can probably tell the difference. I don't look super stoned like I would if I smoked it. It's really a lot less intense than that. The way I look physically, is it's a lot more minor. But definitely not something I would do before work, but playing around with it on a weekend, maybe before I go to a yoga class or do a yoga class at home, 
is something that I think I'm going to be trying and it might be worth, it might be fun trying, it might be fun for you to try as well. Have you ever thought about trying microdosing cannabis? Have you ever microdosed cannabis before and how did you find it? I would love to hear your experiences if you've tried that. And again, you can always hit me up at bitemepodcast.fastmail.com. The one thing I will mention as far as focus and creativity, even though microdosing is becoming more mainstream and more and more people are talking about it, um, I find personally lion's mane, the mushroom, is excellent for focus and creativity. So if you really are looking for microdosing psilocybin, honestly start with the lion's mane and see how you find that because I think that's a great choice and you combine that with some caffeine like a cup of coffee or something fantastic fantastic stuff in fact there's a company called four sigmatic that puts out a lion's mane extract it's uh I can't remember if it's I think it does have caffeine in it I'd have to double check and I've tried that and it's it's great so that is one route to go if you're really looking for the focus and creativity but it could be fun to experiment with microdosing of cannabis one of the reasons that this might also be worth trying as I hate to bring up this coronavirus thing but everybody's talking about it right now the stores are all running out of toilet paper the memes are just exploding online microdosing is a way to have your body in full homeostasis or in perfect balance could be a way to keep yourself healthy in this time when everyone's panicking over this virus and perhaps for good reason I don't really know I've been listening to some different things but having your body in perfect harmony as a way to keep yourself as healthy as you can is of course a great strategy and again you're already making these edibles why not try and see what happens if you do a tiny little dose and I'm going to be doing that this week trying it out I got to make some more edibles first it's hard to cut those little fat bombs up into tiny little pieces so I'm just going to be trying to make some lower dose edibles that if I want to just have one I can do that or have more if I'm looking for a higher relaxing dose in the evening so I encourage you to try it out experiment and see how you find it let me know how it goes I would love to hear now finally before we sign off for the week the website is up, you guys. I'm super excited. If you're already on the email list, then you've been notified. And thank you for those of you who did that. It really means a lot to me. BiteMePodcast.com is live. All the episodes and the show notes that you would find on your your iPhone app or whatever app that you're using, they'll all be there. All the links to things I talk about. Um, I'm starting, there's a recipes page that has infusions and decarbing instructions. I'm going to be adding recipes to that. I think this week I'm going to be starting um, more recipes, of course, but the cranberry splash and the fat bombs are going to be going up there this week. That's my goal because I'm going to be making some of that cranberry refresher drink um, again this week because I have some late nights that I'll be working at the restaurant and sometimes you just want to come home and have something tasty to drink will sort of kick in faster because I find if I'm if I wait if I take too long and I wait too long that's sort of when I I don't sleep as well necessarily or I, I can wake up with a weed hangover if I wait too long because it can take a while for your edibles to kick in um, there's also going to be, there's, there is, I shouldn't going to be, there's a Marge Recommends page. It has some affiliate links, links on there. If you're at all interested in supporting the show and me as I work on this website and bringing you guys new episodes each week, I would really appreciate it. It helps me out a lot. And of course, that's at no extra charge to you. I just get a little 
a, a small commission from the company. Um, so that's up there as well. My goal also moving forward is to start including transcripts with the show. So the all the episodes are going to be up there. There's a player you can listen right from the website as well. But hopefully I'd like to have transcripts too. So that if you want to go back and hear something or or look up something, then it will be there for you too. So you don't necessarily have to go back and listen. So these are all things that I'm working on. But of course, because the website is so new and I'm trying to tell more people about it, if you want to tell friends and family, that would be wonderful. But I am running a contest, like I mentioned before, for listeners only. I'm not going to be advertising this on Instagram or anything like that. You have to actually be a listener of this show. If you listen to this show and you go over to my website and then put in your email address to say you want to be part of the newsletter and I promise I won't spam you because I have to write these fucking things myself and who's got the time for spam when, you know, you're trying to make edibles and live your life. If you put your name in there, you'll be entered into a contest that's going to be, I don't know why I didn't think about this sooner, April 20th, 420, you guys, is when I'm going to be announcing the winner. And I'm going to be letting you all know what the prize is next week. I know some of you already know. If you've already signed up for the email list, then you got an email and I told you what the prize was. It's going to be pretty fucking great, you guys. And I'm really excited about it. April 20th, 420 is going to be the the date where I announced the winner. So stay tuned for that. But you got to put your email address in. And that's all you have to do to be entered into the contest. So how simple is that? Again, bite me podcast at fastmail.com. If you hop onto the website and you find there's any glitches or anything like that, that's not working the way it should, please let me know. I'm a one woman show over here trying to do all this shit. So Obviously, your feedback is really important to me. Tune in next week where I reveal the prize. I'm going to be sipping on a cranberry refresher later today. And lots of things happening. Spring is coming again. And say hi, my friends.